You are listening to EP Culture Beat, the underground source of El Paso, Texas. In this episode, we talk to longtime El Paso weatherman Chuck DeBroder. How's it going, man? How are you? Hey, I am doing excellent on this chilly day here today. We had a little cold front move on through. Thanks for being on the show. How'd you get started in weather forecasting? Well, I have a double emphasis degree from University of Southern Colorado, which is now called CSU Pueblo. It's kind of like the UTEP of Colorado. And I did radio in college. My freshman year, I won a silver mic broadcasting. And I worked weekend on a news talk sports radio and got minimum wage. And I said, gee, I kind of need to make more than minimum wage when you graduate from college. So I, I did PR and I worked corporate advertising PR a paid internship for a while with Coors. But with weather, my mom got me into weather. She uh, watches every newscast, every weather cast on all the stations all the time. And she's a weather expert. And uh, she has her favorites. And so when spending the day and, and the evenings around my mom, I would end up watching the weather. And it kind of stuck in the back of my head. And I grew up in Denver right in the foothills. My parents' house looks right at Red Rocks on the Morrison-Lakewood border there, and you couldn't really see the weather until it was right on top of you. And so I was always amazed with the clouds, how it could be sunny and then snowing, thunderstorms, lightning, hail, all that intrigued me. So after my first degree, went into PR, was in a little cubicle, and I'm a talking animal, so I love to talk. And I said, I don't want to say what if, and I went into meteorology. Much more difficult degree, and I, I graduated from Metropolitan State University in downtown Denver and, and received my meteorology degree. What was your first weatherman gig? Uh, first gig, I got paid to do some consulting meteorology for the gaming industry in Colorado and the horse track uh, that they were building you know because they wanted to race horses and horses are expensive and valuable and they were worried about the weather and then the gaming industry was worried about how do we get all this gambling money up into these mountain towns of uh, Black Hawk Central City and then uh, down in Southern Colorado Cripple Creek uh, you kind of have to go through some hills as well not as as much as uh, Central City and Black Hawk so I got paid during that and then just uh, kept knocking on doors of TV station doors. But really, my first TV gig was in my living room mm -hmm. in Pueblo, Colorado. I would love to record the weather guy, and then I would stand next to the TV, and I would love when he was on the live shot because he wouldn't be in front of the map, and I could pretend I was on TV. And that's one of my keys to success is practice. If you want to get good at anything, you just keep practicing. Uh, what's the rule they say with free throws uh, 10,000 times? You shoot 10,000 free throws and you'll become an expert. So 10,000 repetitions of anything yeah. and uh, you're there. How and when did you get to El Paso? May 29th, 1995. And that's when I was actually in Lubbock, Texas, making more money as a Chili's waiter, eight bucks an hour than I was on TV. The general manager thought I was very industrious and very uh, a go-getter. So I would go up to the table and say, hey, how about a top shelf margarita or an IBC root beer, you know? 
I've got some uh, quesadillas or an awesome blossom coming your way, and they're they're like Chuck, man, uh, love your weather. What are you doing here? I'm like, how do you like your fajitas? I got to pay two college degrees, got to pay my rent. So then I got a call while I was at Chili's from the news director Udell V Hill. Still remember, called my general manager at Chili's to get a hold of me. He he first called my girlfriend and then she told him I was at work and he called me at work and offered me the job and my general manager heard the salary and was nodding yes yes <laughs> you should go and I made you know two and a half times of what I was making at Chili's in Lubbock NBC and so May 29th 1995 and I tell everybody I was 10 years old child prodigy so anyway that makes me 30 almost 34 now. <laughs> anyway Okay. What did you think of El Paso at first? When did you feel like you got used to living here and felt like an El Pasoan? In Denver, I had a friend and grew up kind of around Little Chihuahua, Little Juarez, off of Federal. And so I ate some excellent Mexican food. The chili verde is muy picoso in Denver. They, it'll, it'll make you sweat off five pounds, you know. So I kind of grew around the culture. And then Pueblo, Colorado, where I got my first degree uh, in broadcasting PR, is like a mini El Paso. It's majority Hispanic. And so that was cool. So culture-wise, I wasn't shocked at all. In fact, I loved it. Because finally, you know, I thought, gee, I'm closer to Mexico and Lubbock. I get some good Mexican food. No, they add rice and everything. Rice and tacos, rice and burritos, you know, and then they're like, oh, no, this is Tex-Mex. I'm like, no, this is not very good. And that weird cheese. <laughs> yeah, and the weird cheese. Like, how did you think this was Mexican? I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I was happy about the food. The people are so nice. Happy about the low crime rate. I just remember, though, I would go to work for the morning show and they kind of well yeah okay they lied to me there was only one weather guy so I had to do mornings three mornings a week and then I had to do weekends so Sunday night at 11 o'clock I would record for Monday morning and then the main guy would record Monday night for Tuesday morning so I get Monday Tuesdays off but um, it was it was a little rough and TV boy they they think that you don't need sleep And they also think that you don't need money, but anyway, <laughs> at first. What was the most significant thing you learned in your time as one of El Paso's TV meteorologists? I learned that people say the weather never changes here, and I call BS on that, of course. We've actually become more humid, our rain total, even though we're still the driest city in Texas at 9.73 inches of rain a year. We've actually, since I've been here, gone up about three-tenths of an inch, and we've seen more rain. And we'll see more rain this year. It's a weak El Nino, especially during winter, so we may even see two or three days of some snow, El Paso snow. What? Yeah. The stuff that lasts for one day? Well, you know, at least yeah. till noon, yeah. you know, and then, and then it starts to melt. Did you get recognized or win awards for your TV work? I did. Uh, I won... Um, Let's see, I was runner-up to a woman in Albuquerque for uh, AP award. I've won, won some, like, funny awards, you know. Um, I won Best Meteorologist uh, El Paso Times one year, um, City Magazine, Best Meteorologist, Best Hair, TV Hair with What's Up, 
and uh, you know, and uh, you know, it's just because of all the hairspray that I use. <laughs> you know, but John Purvis has me beat on K Fox. You could actually shoot an arrow at John's head, and it would just bounce right off because of the hairspray. So, what's that? What's uh... <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a friend. What's the hairspray brand that you guys like to use? What is the brand? I have my wife here. Yeah, uh, not sure. Aquanet is a big one, you know, for the the women, and they get the industrial size, the can that's the size of a three year old, you know. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Yeah. You're essentially the El Paso weather guy for many young El Pasoans. What's that like? You know, it is really cool. And even the younger ones now know me from social media. And a couple girls the other day uh, were with their parents and they said, Oh, hey, there's that guy from FitFam. Because uh, FitFam rebroadcast my seven day. Not from TV, not from Channel 9. There's that guy from FitFam. And, you know, and I do really believe that Instagram is the most powerful of all the social media because it's instant. Mm -hmm. You know, Facebook has me frustrated because I put out a weather forecast and some of my Facebook friends will get it a couple days later. I'm like, oh, that's not good if you're doing a forecast for today. But I'm on both my Facebook pages, but like Chuck DeBroder, certified meteorologist, Chuck DeBroder on Twitter, and WXChuck on Instagram, and you'll get daily forecasts for El Paso, Juarez and Espanol and uh, in Celsius, which I put now. And, and actually, my, my wife does all the graphics. She's amazing. Nice. And Las Cruces. And then a seven-day, twice a day. Uh, actually, the El Paso, tonight, tomorrow at night. And then today, tonight, and the next day on all three, Las Cruces, El Paso, and Juarez the next day in the morning. So, so you're still pretty busy. Yeah. You just got to fight the algorithm. Yes, the algorithms. Yes. You know, and that's what they put into all the models. And they take the height, the mountains, they take the average temperatures, the wind directions, the pressure. And uh, yeah, calculus is fun. <laughs> I met the algorithm of social medias. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's nerd humor right there. There we go. I love it. All right, a few uh, weather factoid questions for the folks out there. Why is it always warm here? You know what? We have two deserts to our one to our southwest, the Sonoran, and then one to our west, or I mean, excuse me, our south directly, Chihuahuan Desert. And we get westerly, southwesterly winds. So the winds help warm. And then we get a ridge of high pressure that camps out or rebuilds over the southwest that really heats up Phoenix, New Mexico, and Really, El Paso is more part of Mexico and New Mexico than it is Texas. But, uh, you know, we're almost closer to L.A. than we are Houston. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think you answered this already, but uh, maybe you can elaborate a little more. How much rain do we get per year? Yeah, it's like 9.7. Yeah, 9.73 a year. That's our 30-year average. And it used to be like 9.37 when I got here. And, you know, 23 years ago. So it's gone up. Yeah. Why is our weather so weird? Well, the whole earth goes through cycles. And the earth has gone through massive drought. It's gone through massive cold. We may be transitioning. Will any of us see our, a complete transition in our lifetime? No. Will we see patterns change? Yes, and we have. Especially, I would say, the last three years 
has really, and it's gotten more difficult to forecast as well. There's been uh, some crazy things happening that the Weather Service even adjusted their algorithms, and they were off and they readjusted. And so we've seen cold where it's normally warm. We've seen wet weather where it's normally dry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, last three years have been uh, changing. Do you think that's global warming or a government conspiracy? Well, yeah, I don't know about, I, I don't think probably a conspiracy. But the HARP program in Alaska and Japan and Russia, they heat up the bottom of the ozone layer to 60,000 degrees Fahrenheit to change the pattern of the jet stream. And the jet stream is the river of air at 30 to 60,000 feet that carry the storm systems. Now, they do it, they say, to help bring wet weather to where it's dry and, you know, agricultural-type reasons or whatever. But can you imagine if you controlled weather as a weapon of war? I'll just leave it out there. But again, not conspiracy. But it's like a giant microwave oven that they've tripled in size over the last right, 10 years. It, right? Yeah, like yeah. And they just uh, heat up the... natural. No, no, no. <laughs> so um, have they modified the weather patterns a little bit? Probably, yeah. But is it conspiracy? I, I don't know. But I would say uh, global warming, you can't deny the world temperature going up a little bit every year mm -hmm. and seeing the melting of the ice caps and everything. Now, is this a natural earth balancing act? Might be. Is it a moneymaker for people? Yeah, on both sides of the you know, people that don't believe in it and the people that believe in it. So I'm going to believe in it so I can get a lot of donations sent my way. No. <laughs> Send the money to Chuck DeBroder's Charity Fund for Global Warming. But no, uh, you can't deny it. It is happening. Yeah. Has it gotten hotter in El Paso over the years? Because this past summer was pretty hot. It has. We had 45 days of 100 degrees or above. We had the second hottest um, May on record. Really, the last two years, we haven't had a winter. We've just gone straight from fall into fall into summer into fall. So right now we're in fall. You're involved in local charities. Which ones are they and why did you decide to get involved? I believe, and you don't have to broadcast your giving. In fact, if you do give, you should just give from the heart and there you go. Angel from Project Hope, Angel... Gomez. He is amazing. He, and he helps the, the church in Northeast El Paso give away free turkeys every year. He goes around and has people dressed up as superheroes to brighten the kids' days in the hospitals. And uh, he's had uh, heart challenges like myself. And uh, he even helped me when I wasn't getting paid by Channel 9. Never missed a day, never called in sick for 17 and a half years until. Uh, had open heart surgery from a strep virus. There you go. So you gotta, that's why you need sleep and to stay healthy. But they used my own parts, sewed me back together. I've got uh, mitral valve went from three doors into one, and uh, I'm good to go as long as I don't stress. And now that I'm not working under restrictions and under uh, iron fisted uh, management, uh, my stress level is really reduced. And uh, I'm much more healthy. But, yeah, I almost passed away. So he's got some heart valve problems. 
but he uh, helped me out. I was off for six weeks with the operation and recovering. And I do help him out from time to time. Other charities that I help out, the Down Syndrome is a, is a big one as well. Alzheimer's, Epilepsy Foundation. We had uh, breast cancer awareness with our graphics were pink for a month. This month it's diabetes awareness, a big challenge here in the borderland. So uh, we have it blue for diabetes and of course for honoring our veterans as well. That's cool, man. So you're just involved just because yeah do it well you got to be you know if a community gives like they have given to me over the years Mm -hmm. you can give back and i give back still with forecasts now eventually will i make money from it yeah eventually but i'm you know i just started doing weather because that's a community service that i believe that i can help people out with too and i get a lot of thank yous you know especially the people that work outdoors you know yeah so awesome man you're also a hypnotist. Why did you decide to become one, and how does one go about doing that? Well, my mentor, Alex William Smith in England, he taught me uh, hypnosis, and um, James Tripp, uh, Mike Mandel, a few hypnotists around that I've learned from. Uh, of course, you know, YouTube is amazing if you're ever interested in learning anything. Nowadays, it's not like you have to go and, uh, and travel and pay for a class or whatever. There's some good and not so good on YouTube, of course. We all know that. But I loved mentalism, which is a form of magic and magicians. And uh, David Blaine and Chris Angel and Darren Brown in England is amazing. Mm -hmm. And mentalists take a while to set up their trick, but they use implanting ideas into the back of your mind that then end up coming out of your mouth later on in the trick and you're like wow he's psychic or wow that's amazing so i found out a lot of mentalists were hypnotists and i thought gee you know i've been studying psychology as a hobby for many many years Mm -hmm. i even saw one of the founders of neuro-linguistic programming which tony robbins made millions off and still has tony robbins started off as a hypnotist in canada and learned nlp And so I said, you know what, I'm going to learn it. And I've helped people for 14 years lose weight, anxiety, phobias, uh, you name it. Anything that you can think of holds us back sometimes. And it's our conscious mind thinking, oh, yeah, you can't be near that spider because it might bite you. And uh, a lot of people with spider phobias, most of them have never been bitten. I had fear of shots until you're in the hospital for six weeks and then you're used to it, you know? So, but anyway, that's how I got interested. That's cool. So have you ever done like a live show or anything like that? I've done a lecture where I put a couple people under on stage. I would always love to do stage hypnotism. Hypnotherapy in an office is a different bird, but with a couple little reps, I'm sure I can... uh, launch right into some stage hypnosis especially the intelligent people who have a lot of focus are the ones that are more easily hypnotized and of course we're hypnotized every day you know have you ever driven home and all of a sudden you're like oh shit i'm home how did i get home well you zoned out and you went from beta the first level of consciousness to the first level of hypnosis alpha and you're still going to jam on the brakes. You're still going to swerve. 
but you're zoned out. You're not distracted by your cell phone, combing your hair, the radio. You're just driving. And the Insurance Institute of America says you're a safer driver in that state. When you see a good movie, good TV show, you get zoned out. You go into alpha state. Then at night, we go into theta and delta with our slower brain waves, and that's our reparative sleep state. But our brain never shuts off. So I help you by focusing your subconscious on things you need to change and changing your state of mind. And a lot of times we do it with a pill, with a drink, with a joint, whatever. And yeah, that changes your state of mind. But you can do all that just with your mind and without the external uh, stimulus. Dang, man. Yeah. Tripping me out. Yeah. <laughs> You've touched on this already earlier, but um, you're pretty popular on social media. What's it like providing local weather forecasts on there? You know, it is cool. Of course, you really have to make sure you forecast well because, you know, I've been hitting the high, hit the high yesterday on 77. Uh, today I went 57. Uh, we're still like at 53, I believe, right now. Should be around there. You don't want to be as a forecast TV uh, meteorologist uh, for the weather service or even on social media. You really don't want to be more than three degrees off. The low people let you slide a little bit more, but the high you got to stay within three degrees. So, yeah. But I really enjoy it. I love it. It's, yeah, my first passion. And then the second is the power of the mind. Are there other pirate weathermen like you on social media? Not a lot. Uh, not a lot of pirate ones. I'm sure uh, maybe I'm going to set a trend. Because, yeah. you know, I've been followed by some weather geeks that really want to be on TV. And I'm sure it's going to click in their mind and go, hmm. Now, they don't have a talented artist, and I'm going to have to pay her more, Rosario here, to keep her around because some of these other weather geeks are going to try and steal her away. But the word try we use in hypnosis, don't use it in your life. Try means to fail with honor. Say, I shall succeed. I shall be the best truck driver, the best waiter, or whatever you want to be. Uh, right now, until you reach uh, one of your passions, you know. Damn, man. Chuck giving us inspiration. Inspiration, a little motivational. Awesome. On this uh, chilly Friday here. What do you think of social media in general? Because you really dived into it. Uh-huh. How has it helped you? How has it not helped you? Well, you know, the Facebook, you know, slowly trickling out your feeds, so then you have to pay them to get it out quicker. That doesn't help me too much. But Twitter, Instagram. Now, my Snapchat game is lame. It's not really there. We got to we gotta kick that up. And my Instagram story game, I got to do that too. So anybody out there listening, want to give me some advice, maybe a tutorial, that would help. But, you know, all the eyes are leaving TV. 18 to 35-year-olds over the last year, 50% of them are watching no TV or less TV. Mm -hmm. So the advertisers see that, and all the advertising money is going to social media. And that's probably part of the reason why they didn't want to pay my salary and Don Guevara, the main anchor, and Farron Franzak, and Bo Bagley on Channel 9. They got rid of all of us since January because they want a brand-new college graduate or someone that's been doing it a year or two. So they can pay them half or less than half 
of the money. There, so it goes. There you go. Now, the CEOs still make just as much, if not more. Uh, my former company that owned my station just read their last quarter was up 13%. And I'd like to think my salary helped that go up a little bit, <laughs> the lack there of my salary. So anyway, but I believe broadcast TV in five years will be in the middle of the strip mall in between TCBY and Subway uh, with 10 people, and that includes the sales staff, 10 employees. And uh, that's about it. And they'll have, we'll go to European news where there's only one anchor. And then eventually it'll be a CGI anchor or a robot, you know? China's already doing that. Yeah, I know. And it's kind of crazy. Sad future. <laughs> In the year 2000, as Conan would say. What are you currently working on? Yeah, right now, uh, the graphics were expanding to a borderland graphic. So if you're traveling to Deming, Silver City, Rudoso, Dell City, you'll kind of see what the weather's like every day in those areas. Um, just expanding the format. Our plans are to do a video forecast like I was on TV at least once a day with the graphics next to me. So that's a goal. Also a video podcast where I'm going to interview some famous and maybe not so famous people from the borderland, people that I, I think should be famous, you know, artists, musicians, people, you know, I, I love supporting the arts. That's why, you know, I love seeing live music. A lot of bands travel through here. I'd love to see venues like used to be Boomtown. Now it's Neon Rose and Monarch. Catch a couple of those. You know, eventually the living room is going to have a patio and, and you know, outdoor music is, is just, you can't beat it on a Borderlands sunny summer warm evening, you know. So, yeah, I just, I want to support that. Then any actors, we have a ton of actors and comedians that come through here or just right up the road shooting a movie or a TV series. I would love to bring a few on my show, so... Yeah, that'd be super cool. And by the way, they're opening up another Alamo yeah. theater on the east side, so that's great for the east siders. And we've been traveling to the east side, and I'm going to give east side some love because they've really been giving Chuck DeBroder some love and, and also uh, paying for my lunch, which is good and <laughs> always important. But no, uh, Gold's Gym and Born and Raised and Steve-O's wants me to go out there. Uh, now, the traffic on North Zaragoza, you are taking your life in your hands around uh, Montwood, Zaragoza, whether they call it Devil's Elbow. But I, I love the east side, and, and it's growing with, it looks like Colorado. It reminds me of when Denver started to grow before I left. So what are your plans for 2019? Wow. Um, being stress-free, being happy, and being healthy. A healthy number one. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And Rosario told me that for years when I was blind working in TV and they didn't care about my health and I almost died once and then I was heading down that road again. Rosario and, and the big guy, uh, you know, will slap you around uh, if you believe in the balance of the universe or God, whatever. But uh, yeah, God said, hey, Chuck, uh, enough of this. Uh, we're going to change your route. And, uh, you know, it's change ends up being a good thing you think it's bad but really there's a lot more options answer your question now chuck okay 
after a surrender. A video podcast, uh, weather cast online, keep the weather graphics going, and just having fun. And if you guys have any other Chuck DeBroder ideas, please message me, Chuck DeBroder, certified meteorologist, uh, Twitter, Chuck DeBroder, and WX Chuck Instagram. On, I'll uh, answer you right away as, as soon as I see the message. So, How does El Paso inspire you? El Paso inspires me in many ways, but I think it inspires me because there are so many real people, and they keep it that way. And it is the biggest small town in America. We're growing by the hour into a bigger city, but we're not seeing the increase in crime or some of the other problems. You know, it's pretty balanced out. And... Boy, it just inspires a lot of people. But I think the sunshine gives you a lot more vitamin D, gives you a lot more positivity, and plus the vibe of the of the people that really, if you can harness that, you'll be very successful and happy living here in El Paso. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Anything else? Hmm. Well, if you'd like to experience some changes with hypnosis, also message me as well, and uh, we can set up an appointment. Good thing, I'm El Paso priced. So for the price of uh, somebody's quinceanera showing up for the gift and everything else, I'll help you um, get rid of a phobia, anxiety, also just make you stay more focused, steadying, lose weight focus on exercising a lot of positive things there but what do i want to add hmm well i'm not going anywhere a lot of people want me to go to another market and and do the weather thing Mm -hmm. but then i think gee i'm gonna have to work the holidays i may have to work until 11 at night and then get up at 2 30 to go and get ready to do the morning show again you know in lubbock texas i had to stay until the morning guy arrived three in the morning i'm telling people Okay, everybody in Mule Shoe, Texas, go to your tornado shelter. But up there, it's a tornado, tornado, a tornado headed your way. And, you know, it's, it, it's an important service, but, it get, you know, once you spend two, three weeks at your job, um, it gets a little mentally tiring uh, as well as physically. So you're just over those crazy hours. Yeah, crazy hours. And um, with the eyes disappearing from broadcast, not as many people watching, and it's not as powerful of a medium, you know, I really think social media will be better serving me and serving the community of the borderland. What happened? Well, why did you guys let go? People speculate I had one bad broadcast because I caught the flu and I'm allergic to sulfa drugs, uh, penicillin, also codeine. Uh, I have weird reactions to drugs. So I had a not-so-great broadcast, but I was actually terminated over the phone after 23 years by the general manager. In writing, it says I was in violation of one section of the company's policies and handbook. But in that one section, there was 10 different reasons for termination. So you could just pick one, uh, I guess, is... But they wouldn't explain that to people that called them to ask them about it. They wouldn't explain it to state legal entities. So um, basically what it comes down to, they wanted to cut a salary. Mm -hmm. And they still haven't replaced me. So, 
in my career, the average time to find a replacement weather person was three months. It's taken as much as six months for people, general managers who have gone over budget and want to save budget. And so they don't replace positions that have disappeared. And a lot of the positions were filled internally that they got rid of. They brought in an outside internet producer and an outside main anchor. But for the most part, they really haven't filled the positions they've gotten rid of. So you just don't want to pay, man. No. Well, Chuck, thanks for being on the, on the show. You're welcome. Um, uh, it's cool that you're uh, to know that you're headed into the future on social media, on uh, things other than television. It's good that you're still yes. going to remain a face in the community. I love El Chuco. I love El Paso, and it's it's become a part of me. And and uh, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stick around. Awesome, man. Thanks for being on the show. All right. Thank you. That's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. Be excellent to each other and party on. Party on.